The Ohio House and Senate agree on a budget bill loaded with controversial new rules, but not as many as had been proposed. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine comes to the rescue of Ohio State, whose ability to recruit star football players was harmed by the political chicanery of Ohio House Republicans. And the coronavirus grace period for expired driver licenses and license tags ends as of Thursday. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Tuesday, June the 29th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. The Ohio House and Senate wrapped up their budget work Monday, going largely with the more progressive school funding plan created by the House instead of the Senate's version, restoring $250 million to install broadband in underserved areas, and getting rid of that proposed requirement to block food stamps to anyone with a car worth $7,000 or more. The school finance plan would boost kindergarten to 12th grade education money by $2 billion a year, finally addressing a decades-old ruling by the Ohio Supreme Court that Ohio's school funding is unconstitutional. The bill would eliminate the food stamp asset tests that were proposed and would have cut off SNAP benefits for households with $2,250 or more in savings. The bill removes a proposed ban on municipalities providing broadband but maintains the proposed ban on local governments prohibiting plastic shopping bags. It also cuts personal income taxes by 3%, and it allows the Senate President and House Speaker to use state money to intervene in lawsuits over a new redistricting plan. Right now, the Attorney General usually defends such suits in court. Rebuffing state house politicians who jeopardized Ohio State University's ability to recruit top football players, Governor Mike DeWine issued an executive order on Monday granting Ohio college athletes legal permission to sell their names, images, and likenesses. Legislation that seemed to be sailing through the state house to do so bogged down when House Republicans added a ban on transgender student athletes participating in girls' and women's sports. That cost the bill so much support in the House that the bill could not become law by July 1st when other states will begin allowing student-athletes to profit. During a ceremony in which he signed the executive order, DeWine said granting athletes permission to pursue endorsements will make Ohio State and other state schools more competitive in recruiting. He also said he thinks allowing college athletes to make money is an idea whose time has come. DeWine said the executive order will serve as a patchwork legal solution while the Republican-controlled state legislature works on a permanent law change. Ohio's grace period for motorists whose driver's licenses and license plates and state IDs expired during the coronavirus crisis ends Thursday, July 1st. As of Friday, about 100,000 Ohioans had not yet renewed driver licenses that would have expired, and 220,000 residents have yet to renew license plates. Ohioans only now coming in to renew driver's licenses and state ID cards will pay the same renewal fees as usual, but the new license will be backdated to the date their previous license or ID expires. 
For example, if someone is just now renewing a license with an expiration date of June 1st, 2020, the new four-year license would expire June 1st, 2024. The Cuyahoga County Board of Control on Monday approved hiring an architect to begin plans for one of County Executive Armin Budish's major initiatives, a permanent diversion center where low-level crime suspects could get treatment for mental illness or addiction instead of getting jail time. The board voted unanimously in favor of a $478,000 contract with Cleveland-based Perspectus Architecture, funded by the county's opioid settlement. The approval marks one of the first key steps in establishing a permanent diversion center to replace the temporary center that opened earlier this year. County leaders have not yet determined where the permanent facility would be or how much it would cost. Three-year-old estimates put the cost at about $20 million, but that was for a 50-bed facility, not the substantially larger 150-bed facility currently planned by Budish. One potential location Budish has long considered is the old Juvenile Justice Center on East 22nd Street between Central and Cedar Avenues, which has been vacant since 2012. Sometime in the next few weeks, Budish is expected to ask county council to approve spending $5.6 million to rid that building of asbestos and other hazards. The first major sports stadium built in Ohio in a long while hosts its first game Saturday. Browns owners D and Jimmy Haslam built the new 20,000-seat Lower.com field as the home of their championship soccer team, the Columbus Crew. The project broke ground in Columbus in October 2019 and is checking all the boxes for necessities in a modern stadium. It features a smart design with excellent sight lines everywhere, varied concessions, specialized suites, the ability and willingness to grow a sports district in the immediate area, and a clear marketing plan. One end of the field is designed for diehard fans who stand the entire game and is set at a steep pitch so as to appear like a solid wall loaded with boisterous fans to boost that home field advantage. The roof is designed to reflect fan cheers back down to the field, creating a game-long roar. The team hopes to start attracting fans from as far away as Cleveland. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.